time, Lord, to hear your word preached to us, your people. God, I pray right now, Lord, let it be all of you and none of me to preach to your people. Lord, lay, lay me down deep into the riches of your knowledge and your wisdom to preach your word with power to your people. Let all God's people say amen. Amen. If you can join with me into the letter of 1 Peter, first chapter. Looking at verses 13 to 20, I'll read those verses to highlight, but really looking at verses 13 to 25, but I'm just going to read verses 13 to 20, the first letter of Peter, the title of this message as you're turning is, Your Response to the seed. As we were celebrating Advent and Christmas and the promised seed, and we talked about the seed of reference was Jesus Christ who was came down through the generations and that he was the seed promised to come through the generation of Abraham. And now that, that since that seed has come, that reference seed, what is our response to this seed? And so in First Peter, First chapter, starting at verse 13, if you're there, say amen. amen. If you're still traveling, say hold on. Amen. Well, let us journey together. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The Word of God says, so think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the grace of salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scripture says you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will not judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time as foreigners in the land. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began, but he has now revealed him to you in these last days. Let me go back to verse 18. It says, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver, your response to the seed. It says here that you know, you know that God paid a ransom to save you. So my question is, do you know <laughs> that God paid a ransom to save you? Because he is writing to those who already know Christ. But if you do not know Christ, then maybe you're unaware that somebody paid something for you. Let me help you out for a moment. You want to go to the movies and your favorite movies out and you came up to the counter and they told you the price. 
and you pulled out your wallet and found out that you were short. You could not pay the admission to get in. But somebody stepped up that you know, and they paid that ticket for you so that you could get in. And so now you realize that somebody helped you out to get to somewhere you want to be. Uh, that's what Jesus did, that Jesus saw that we were short. We didn't have enough to cover the price. So he showed up and revealed himself so that you would know him, and then he paid the debt for you so that you can go with him. Am I with somebody here? And so your response now that somebody has paid your debt, somebody has paid in order for you to have a better life, uh, how, should you how should you receive them now? How should you behave now? How should you act now? We teach it to little kids all the time. We tell the children. Children, when you receive something, you're supposed to say, thank you. Uh, Jesus has given us so much. How often have you said, thank you? Some of us woke up this morning and didn't say, thank you, God. We just got up, got our coffee, got our donut, our eggs, our Nutri-Grain bar, or just hopped in the car and made it here. And then you got here and walked up the parking lot. You didn't slip or fall. Then you said, thank you. I didn't fall. But yet, the first thing in the morning, we said, at least say, thank you, God, for waking me up because you received something. Uh, while you was asleep, you didn't, tell, you didn't have nobody to gently wake you up. Your alarm system could have gone off. Your power could have cut off. Your house could have been on fire. But God watched over you while you was knocked out, uh, sleeping real good. And all of a sudden, you woke up in the morning, and you had the nerve not to say thank you. But see... You see, that's the world's view. Uh, the world, uh, he talked about you should not act. You should not act as those uh, who are of the world, conform to this world, because you have been transformed. Uh, you have been changed. He says beforehand you had an excuse because you were ignorant. means you didn't know any better. You lack the knowledge and the understanding. Before you knew Jesus, uh, you are living a life that was pleasing and acceptable to the world. And when you live a life that's pleasing and acceptable to the world, it's easy to sin day after day. Because why? Nobody will check you. Nobody will watch over you because they're doing the same thing you're doing. If you're robbing and stealing, they're robbing and stealing, there's nothing wrong with robbing and stealing. But if you're doing right and you see somebody stealing, you realize, that oh, that is wrong. You need to stop what you're doing. For example, that's, that's why it's easy to be with those who do not know God and get away with things you know you should not be doing. Because they don't know any better. But you know better. And so as a Christian, as a one who confessed Jesus Christ, we should not act like the world, but realize that this is not my home. I'm just a stranger here. This is just temporary, but my true citizenship is in heaven. And so I need to be holy for my God is holy. But I can't just stop there because God says so. God said, be ye holy. For I am holy. Now, that raises the bar. Uh, how can I be holy like God? How, how can I not sin? How, how can I not ever mess up, Pastor Price? Uh, how, how can I never ever have a wondering eye, Pastor Moore? How can I ever not lie uh, when I know I'm about to get in trouble? How can I not do that? Well, that's when the world gets tricky. Because the world fuss things up. If you don't get in trouble, if you don't get caught, it's what? It's all right. Because if nobody knows, then nobody knows. 
But yet our God sees us and he holds us to a higher standard. So therefore, we should not just say in the public eye, but also privately. We should be living a life that's obedient. Not a life of ignorance, but yet we need to say, Lord, I'm going to live in obedience to you. Because we need to remember that our Heavenly Father, to whom we pray to, has no favors. Look, I want you to grab that. Grab that. That God, God does not say, well, you should know better based on because somebody's status. He holds everybody accountable the same. Sin is sin. Let your neighbor know if they don't know that already. Sin is sin. So whether you're a liar or you're a murderer, it's all the same to God. See, see, I, I know as we're in this world standpoint, we say, well, a murderer got to be worse because uh, he's taken somebody's life. Well, a liar is just as bad because Jesus' life died just the same. I only got a few people up in here. I want you to grab this. I want you to grab this because if Jesus did not die for all sins, we would be in trouble. Because then why would a murderer stop murdering if he's still going to go to hell? Think about that for a moment. Well, why stop now? I already messed up, right? So I'm going to keep on going. But I'm so glad that it shows us that somebody died for us. Do you, do you not see that in the text? It says, for what? You know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. Talking to them, you, you're living in the Greco-Roman area. You go down to Turkey and in the Greece and that area, all those Roman gods. Uh, you worship all these gods that can't save you. Uh, your ancestors did it before you. Uh, they worship these things that can't save you. Some of you probably say, well, I don't relate to those Greek and Roman gods, but they mean nothing to me. Well, let me bring it to modern-day gods for you. Just turn on the BET and MTV. And, and those, whoever those kids are watching have become their gods. I, I wear whatever they wear. If they're going to wear that name brand, I'm going to wear that name brand. That's why those kids will fight over name brand shoes because they want to be damned with somebody else. Uh, whatever that song is, it's funny. You know those songs, your parents are not, uh, now that I'm older, now I understand. You hear some of these songs, you're like, what are they talking about? Or why, why are these songs so popular? And, they, and then I found it out. All you got to do is just make up a new dance. And I'm watching all these new dancers. I'm saying, these dancers are not new. Man, they got this new dance called a reject. Ain't nothing but the running man. <laughs> MC Hammer was doing this in 1990. All of a sudden, they got these kids doing it now. They're going to call it a reject because we do it backwards. No, that's the Roger Rabbit. That's all it is. But they make it new, so all the kids are doing this stuff thinking they're cool, they're fresh, because they got to be caught up in the world. But the world is always confused us, thinking they're wrapping something up and put a new name on it, and they're going to make you think it's new. There's nothing new under the sun. But the world will get you so confused and caught up trying to please somebody else. You're doing something, thinking it's good, but really you just caught up in the world and you're going to get caught up going in the wrong direction. People listening to these, these people on the TV and those video songs and doing whatever they say. Whatever they say must be cool. So, so for example, skinny jeans are back in now. I said back in because you know they was in before. 
All of a sudden now they got these, these kids that want, you know, they think they bad doing dance with skinny jeans. They all cool again. Skinny jeans was in before. Guess what? So back of jeans going to come back with, another, with you know, even more so. You know, things just take a rotation. That's the world. But look, look, look what God, God said, I saved you from this mess. We, we don't need to be caught up trying to please people that change from year to year, day to day, week to week. But God never changes. Don't get caught up trying to please your neighbor because they're going to be upset with you the next day. We can never, ever fully satisfy people. Think about it. As much as my mom loves me and I love her, I still mess up some days with her. And I don't intend to, but things happen. But yet our God will still love us with the same passion and the same commitment as he did before. Because we know we got those who we love, who we're real close with. Even when we get mad and upset, we treat them a little bit differently. We may not take notice of it, but we kind of do it right. We, our conversations get shorter. They call you, what you want? I'm busy now. But every other day, oh, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, I got, I, 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 hold on, I got this, I got this. I, yes, how you doing? But when you're upset with somebody, they get on our nerves. Uh, I don't have time for you. Uh, hurry up and get off the phone with me, or I, I'm not going to bother calling you back later on today. But yet when we have a good relationship with them, man, we'll spend a, we'll shut everything down for that person. Am I right about it? And so we need to realize that the world is finicky like that. It's, 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 it changes like that. But God says, I saved you from this. God would judge. And look, look, look what he did. Look what he did. He said the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver, but it was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. You catch that? He didn't just say the Lamb of God. But the sinless, the spotless Lamb of God, saying that, look here, look here, do not be conformed to the world. Why should I not be conformed to the world? Because God saved you from this world. Well, why did God save me from this world? Because this world is empty and voidless and worth nothing. And he couldn't save you with stuff from this world. But you put value in silver and gold, God can care less about. He said, what are you talking about? You see that right there in the text. He could have used silver and gold to redeem you, but it's not worth it. But the precious blood, the precious blood of who? Of the Messiah, of the chosen one, the seed of reference, Christ. He was not just a sacrifice, but he was the sacrifice. He was sinless and spotless, pointing them back so that they understand about the exodus, how they were exiles. And coming out. And God passed over them on Passover when they sacrificed the Passover lamb. Now, Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. That passes over us. Knowing that we're wrong. Knowing that we've messed up. Knowing we've done things that, that we know we should not have done. But yet, when we call on the name of Jesus, and we know him as our Lord and Savior, as the Messiah, as the sinless, as the spotless lamb of our sacrifice, God looks down at us and now sees past our faults and, and sees Christ and now calls us son and daughter. Is that good news? And so if he's done all of that, then what is your response? 
What is your response? Well, first, I point out to you that you need to make sure you do not conform to the world. Because if he has saved you from the world, why go back? You got to know your true value and who you are. Secondly, I point out to you, he calls you to a higher standard. He says for you to be like me. Be holy for I am holy. It's right there in the text. And, and, and so when you look at that, look at verse 20. It says, God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But he has now revealed him to you in these last days. Thirdly, it says that God knows what's best for you. Long before the world. Y'all see that in the text? Long before the world began. He already chose Jesus Christ to save you. I, I want you to really grab this. I want you to really grab this. That God already knew you were going to be here sitting in this pew in 2010. I know it's mind-boggling to me. I won't go any no further than that. But he already knew that. And since he already knew about who you were, he's already prepared a way for you to be redeemed from all your sins. And to me, that's even more mind-blowing because I know the mess I've done. I don't know your story, but I know my story. And I've done some mess all up in my life. But yet, God says, I'm still going to let you see another day. Wait a minute. And, and so when I realized that, I, I realized that, God, you called me to a higher standard. That no longer can I, because the world will let you slide by. We have so many people that play Christians. Play, Chris. You know when you, when you put on a play, you're acting? And when you're acting, you put on a, a facade or a character who you are not? You put on clothes that aren't yours? You say words that are not your words? You sing songs that are not your songs? You go places that are not your places? You live in homes that are not your homes? Y'all with me here? That's why we like watching those shows. Because it's a way to escape and be somewhere else. But yet, if you really want to escape, stop living in this world. That went over somebody's head. If you really want to escape, no longer be conformed to this world, but now be holy. Start walking in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is near. Well, well how, how is it near? Jesus, because I'm right here. <laughs> Emmanuel, God is with us. And if God is with me, then I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Y'all see the correlation here. The world makes it seem it's impossible, but I'm so glad Jesus said this, for what man, for to what man is impossible with God, all things are possible. You see how it works out? Man, limit. God, no limits. Man, boundaries. God, no boundaries. Man, operate on time. God, no time. Look, 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 look what the text says. It says, through Jesus, verse 21, through Jesus Christ, you have come to trust in God and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. And we see that because it tells us that, but he has now revealed him to you in these last days. So we see Christ in these last days has been revealed to us so that we can see Christ and God in all his glory. And he will reign in our hearts forever. Because verse 25 says, but the word of the Lord remains for how long? Forever. So I want you to grab this. The world 
wants you to grab on and hold on to things that are going to pass away, that are temporary. We, during the Christmas season, the, uh, the song that popped about Kurt Franklin, I'd rather have Jesus than what? Than silver and gold. But yet I take somebody to a jewelry store. It's amazing how your eyes get big. I can have whatever I want. Whatever, whatever I want. Silver, gold, diamonds, platinum. All these fancy watches and all this stuff. What else I got to do? Well, you got to really give your life to Christ. I don't know about all that now. Because in the spur of the moment, we make decisions that are pleasing to us, but in the long run, hurt us. For example, I had a car accident in, like, in, the, in, the, in the early, in the last decade, I can say now. I'll just say last decade. And, and I went to go buy a new car. Me being excited with a new car. Bought a new car. And my dad told me, saying, you don't want to do, do that. Get you a used car. Make, save up your payments. Mm-mm. Eyes got big. I, I want a new car. So when you get a new car, you know what you get. A new car payment. I was sad then. <laughs> Choice now for me to result. Long-term bad effect. That's what the world does to you. The world will get you say, hey, get this now, right? Don't you love those info commercials? Call now and you get this special deal, right? They show that commercial like five times in the same day. He like, call at what time then? We live in a world now that we, we, we sell you immediate gratification while God is telling you, just trust me because in the long term, you're going to find out that I will never fail. So you need, you need to respond to the word and say, God, I trust you. In the midst of everything that's around me. God, I believe you to be true because I know how much you've done for me. What did he do for you? It says that God paid the ransom. The ransom. That means that he paid the price for your life. And he did not pay it with silver and gold, but with the precious blood. The precious blood of Jesus. And, and, and he did that because... Not only was Jesus' blood precious, but now when you call on Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, the Bible says you are his saints. And the Bible also says precious are his saints who die in his eyesight. Y'all heard that before? Precious are his saints. And so it's pointing out your value. That you should no longer live in this world because this world will chew you up and spit you out. But God loves you and says that you are precious. You are so precious, I will give you my very best just to save you. And not only that, he's going to save you, but he's going to come back and to bring you back with him so you can be with him. But do you know your value? Because if you do not know how much he's done for you, it's kind of hard for you to live that life back to him. You know, it, 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 as a little kid, a little kid does not understand the sacrifice a parent makes until they got to make sacrifices themselves. When I realized that my dad could have bought whatever car he wanted, bought whatever clothes he wanted, but instead he made sure I had clothes. Instead made sure I had a meal to eat. Instead made sure that I had a college education. I appreciate that sacrifice. My, my parents would go broke for their children. I was blessed by that. But yet we see in the other world, we see parents suing their kids. Because their kids got all of a sudden got money. But... The sad thing is that they're suing their kid because they weren't a parent in the first place, oftentimes it seems like. 
And so when you live in a world that is all about what can you do for me and the money, but yet my parents were not concerned would I get a million dollars later, they're concerned could I get my child a million dollars now. That's what God did. He said, look here, I, I, I see your pre how precious you are. And I see how your, your life is special. And the enemy's trying to distract you. The enemy's trying to destroy you. He's trying to kill you. But God said, I saved you from that ignorance, from that way of living, a way that's unpleasing to me. But I revealed you now to my marvelous light. You are a royal priesthood. You are a living temple of the word of God. You, you are called out. You, you have been elected. You have been chosen. You've been kept by Jesus Christ. And you're being kept until I come back again, Jesus is saying. And look here. Don't longer live in this world because you are in an exile. You are a stranger. You're a foreigner. This is not your home. Don't try to please a man. But all I'm asking you to is be holy. For I am holy. Do you know who you are? I, 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 wanna, I, wanna, I want you to see how you are born of an imperishable seed. You see that? You are born of an imperishable seed. Not one that, that can perish, but one that will last forever. God has planted within us the seed of Jesus Christ. And so we're born with this imperishable seed. And now we have the ability to live and endure through the word of God. But the challenge is, the challenge is that we don't let the, the perishable living like the world does, the flesh, for the grass and the world, that, that all passes away. But the word of God, the seed, will remain forever. And so in this process, we need to, as, as chapter 2 tells us, get rid of all that hypocrisy and all that evilness. And we need to realize who we are in the midst of the world. And the best way I can describe this is one of my favorite cartoons. It's real short. It's a short film by Disney. It's called Lambert, the Sheep is Lying. And the stork, you know how babies are born by the stork, right? You know the stork brings the babies. So the stork is bringing the baby to the, to the family sheep, and, and, the, and the family get their sheep, and they unwrap it, and this sheep looks different than the other the sheep. Now to us looking, to us, we know that, that, that one got a tail and look like a cat. But the sheep, not knowing any better, they treat them like a sheep. And so they could all bad, but he couldn't bad, because he wasn't a sheep. And so they would tease him, Lambert, the sheep is lying, Lambert, there's no denying you're a sheep, and they would make fun of him all the time. But one day, Lambert got bigger than all the sheep. They still tease him, Lambert, the sheep is lying, because he's raised as a sheep, lived as a sheep, act as a sheep. But then the sheep became in trouble, because a wolf showed up. And all the, all the sheep could do is go bad, bad at the wolf. But all of a sudden, Lambert stepped in and said, roar, at the wolf. That wolf ran off. Then all the sheep started lifting up Lambert. They didn't sing that song anymore. Because they realized that this man is great. He is above and beyond us and able to do things that we're unable to do. But yet when he did not know his identity, he too was scared of the wolf because the wolf was seeking to devour them. But when he realized that he was different, that he was not of the sheep, but he was a lion, he was able to stand and roar. What are you talking about? Do you know the lion of the tribe of Judah? And since I know the lion of the tribe of Judah, yes, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But when I can get into the body of Christ, sometimes I can be like a lion. 
and I can roar, and the enemy has to flee. Some of y'all don't know land, but let me help y'all. Y'all know Lion King. Y'all seen Lion King? You remember Mufasa took Lion King on, uh, took Simba on, on Pride Rock and told him, all the land is yours where the sun hits, except there. You cannot go there. But don't you own everything, Dad? Yes, I do, but do not go there. But you know Simba, being like any kid, he goes to where Daddy said, you cannot go. And Zaza telling Simba, don't, don't be scared because you can't be here. You know what Simba says? I laugh. In the face of danger, ha, 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 ha. But here comes the hyenas. And boy, boy, Simba was backed up into a corner. And he tried to let out a big lion's roar. All his might inhaled and came out, wow. <laughs> and the hyenas just started laughing, ha, 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 That's all you had? But Simba wasn't done. He said, let me do this one more time. He, he saw his hair rise up, his tail came up, he lined out, and all of a sudden, it was so loud, Simba scared himself. And he looked up, and he saw his dad over him. And what I'm trying to tell you here, that when you are a child of God, and you have the seed within you, when you might be cornered and faced with some things that you cannot take care of, all you got to do is lean back and just roar in confidence, knowing that my God has got my back. Because we see the enemy is trying to feed us and get us caught up with the world, but our God can protect us and cover us. Simba went on his dad's words saying that everything was his. I'm so glad that the earth is God's and the fullness thereof. I look up to the hills which cometh my help, and my help cometh from the Lord. So my response to the seed is that I will walk by faith. And not by sight. I will not live trying to please the world, but I'll be holy, for my God is holy. And realize that I can do all things through God who strengthens me. And when I'm doing all things, that means I'm doing holy things. Watch out, somebody. I'm not doing things of the world, but I'm being obedient to his will. I'm trusting him. And he's going to lead me all the way. So in 2010, what's going to be your response? Are you going to trust God to bring you through? Or are you going to lean on yourself? Simba leaning on himself found out he didn't have enough. But when his father stepped in, he found out me being a child of the king. Can't nobody defeat the king. Anybody here a child of the king? Can't nobody defeat you. <laughs> Can't nobody defeat you. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, we come to you, God, right now. Just thank you for bringing us into 2000.